In every real estate transaction, something comes up that the buyer or seller may have a question about. But in the heat of the moment, the question goes unanswered. Each episode, I talk with real estate experts and real estate vendors to provide a look at what goes on behind the scenes in the real estate world to get you answers. I blend in local Santa Cruz history, add some tips and tricks, all designed to help you be successful in your next real estate project. Tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with the Realtor Lady. Hi, I'm Michelle Replogle, and I'm the Realtor Lady. In this episode, I have asked Mark Messmer to be a guest. Mark is the Director of Industry, Industry Outreach and is with MLS Listings here in Northern California. Today, we're going to talk about the multiple listing service and how it fuels the listings you see on the internet. Because I want to give information about what goes on behind the scenes in real estate, I asked Mark, how do you describe what you do when you're talking to people at a party or a neighbor? How do you describe the MLS? Welcome, Mark. Please explain what you do and if you could touch on the MLS listing services in general and then broadly throughout the U.S. You bet. You bet. Well, thanks for having me on, Michelle. This is fun. Um, I like doing this. And you pose an interesting question because people do ask me, what do you do? I've been doing it for you know 12 years now. And I, um, I am the director of a group of people who reaches out to our industry. So I reach out to realtors like yourself. I reach out to your brokers. I reach out to the associations, um, both at the local level, the state level, and the national level. Um, And those are commonly known as, as an example, the Santa Cruz County Association of Realtors. That's the um, the local group. And it gets bigger as you go up from there. I run a training team. I run a video team. I am out as a spokesman for the organization. Um, And on a national level, I am but one of many. Um, There are, I think there are well over 700 MLSs um, throughout the United States. And it's amazing how many of them are rather small. And when I say small, I'm talking maybe just, you know, like a thousand users, that kind of stuff. MLS Listings, which is um, headquartered in Sunnyvale, California, handling the counties of San Mateo, Santa Clara, San Benito, that's down where Hollister is, and then Monterey and Santa Cruz, where, where you and I are, we've got 16,000 plus members, and but we're still considered a medium-sized MLS, as there are much larger MLSs, you know, in the Houston area, Southern California has a, has a massive uh, one down there. Um, but as I said, there, there are many of us throughout the nation, some very large, some very small, some very technically oriented, um, tech savvy, as I'll say, as we need to be here in Silicon Valley and the surrounding counties. And others, you know, just working it off, a, you know, <laughs> I won't say shoebox, but certainly a lot less technology involved in their organization. So, And we should just say again, multi- MLS is multiple listing services. Correct. Just so we're good on that. So you kind of gave an overview, but what do you really do? What, what what for someone who knows nothing about this what what do you do so back in the day um and this is you know back in the day when my father um in the 60s and 70s was selling real estate um we're talking pre-internet uh, we're talking um what looks sort of like fax machines that were in the corner of the office and every once in a while they'd come to life and a listing would spit out okay um or 
even before that, if you wanted the list of homes that were for sale, you got in your car and you drove down to one of those associations I talked about. And once a week, they'd hand you a book. Um, and that was the MLS. And um, people still know them as the listing books. And when you were when you were a realtor back in those days, you didn't give away your listing, your listing book. Right. You didn't loan it to anybody because your career, your livelihood was in that book. And then came the Internet <laughs> and all the things that the Internet has, has brought forth. But one of those things that really has brought forth in, in the real estate world is you, the consumer, can now look not directly at the listing, but at a consumer's view of the listing. So there's a real difference between what the consumer sees and what the real estate professional sees. And that's the level of detail about each individual property. My role um, in this in this big game is I teach realtors how to use our data, um, how to find properties for their clients, how to move those properties to their clients. Um, everything from, hey, I just need a three bedroom, two bath on the east side kind of thing to, no, I need... Um, I need a horse uh, property and it needs to have five bedrooms. Now it needs to be in a very specific school district because that's where my kids go and I don't want to move them in the school. So very complex searches, um, very easy searches to go by. And it is all different types of properties from your basic single family, your condo, your townhome, your mobile home. We've got those um, uh, vacant lots, commercial. Um, you, you can buy a store on, on the MLS. So we handle all different types of uh, real estate, um, what we call property classes. I actually, there's not a lot of rentals that come up really, but one time somebody told me they needed a rental. I happened to be on the MLS that time, told them about it and they got it. Yeah. Such uh, a random thing. Yeah. It's, you know, we're not known for rentals, but there's some in there. Yeah. Um, you know, we sort of let the, let the, uh, the, the internet, the Craigslist sort of handle that that thing called rentals, um, we focus on the sale or the, uh, you know, commercial leases a little bit. So, uh, yeah, rentals are tough, but they're in there. Mm. So when we were talking earlier, you had kind of mentioned how Zillow, uh, you were going to kind of talk about Zillow and the influence. Yeah. So what's well, your that's that party question? That's the, what do you do for a living? I give them the short, I work on the real estate side of the world and I work with the, the real estate professional. And usually that person says, Oh, just like Zillow. Ah. And we are so <laughs> far from Zillow. <laughs> we are just the complete opposite. So um, when a, when a, a listing agent, what we call a listing agent, that person who sits with you in your, in your living room and goes over, you know, the presentation of how they're going to present your property to the, the rest of the buyers out there. Um, they take a listing agreement and their broker decides if it, where it goes in the internet. I want it to go to Zillow and Realtor.com. And, um, you know, there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different types of real estate sites. The biggies are certainly, you know, the, the Zillows of the world, the Realtor.coms of the world. MLS listings, my little tiny little MLS, we have MLSlistings.com. Um, now, but we are the generator of the data that feeds Zillow. Okay, and we don't send all the data to Zillow. We just send what the broker wants us to send to Zillow. And that's the key thing of when you're looking at Zillow, when you're looking at realtor.com, you really, nice place to look at the pictures, but when you really need to know about the property, you really need to connect with a, with a good realtor. 
um, to get all the missing pieces of that puzzle that is involved in buying property. The biggest misnomer I find with um, Zillow is people who are trying to sell contingent and then that word contingent is there and they think every seller is allowing a buyer who is contingent to buy their property. They, yeah. that, that word is used, you know, the, the, the same way. And there people get confused by some of the terminology. They don't really understand what stage of contract it's under. Like I'll say, they'll, they'll say, well, I saw that it's, you know, basically in contract on, Redfin or Zillow. Right. And then I look up, it's pending, it's gone, it's closing tomorrow, it's Absolutely. you know, game over and 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 they're disappointed. It's getting a little bit better, but I noticed that in the early stages of Zillow, we were, you know, we were the dream crushers and we would end up getting kind of yelled at or people would get angry with us because it's right. like, well, I saw it here and this must be right. And yeah, the the the, the challenge for the consumer. Um, is understanding that Zillow is truly the wild, wild west of real estate. You can put anything there. And back in the day, as you were talking, um, realtors could put things on Zillow that they weren't allowed to put onto an MLS because an MLS has rules wrapped around it. And what we, those, re- those rules are there so that the industry stays cooperative, the, de- the data is accurate, and more importantly, that data is timely. Because the last thing is, you know, you, you fall in love with a house, um, you really want to buy it, um, but you find out that the real estate agent didn't change it depending, didn't tell everyone that that listing is no longer truly on the market. Um, but you, in the meantime, you've fallen in love with the kitchen. Um, and now, as you, as you say, your realtor gets to come back to you and say, you know, they, it just wasn't timely data. That's the key difference between working with a realtor who has access to the MLS, which is the headwater of the data, versus working with the internet where where anything goes. I had a client about three years ago. We listed her property and I had new photos taken and she was more of the director of the angles this time because it didn't sell before and we went through it all and she didn't like the old pictures and she wanted me take she wanted them taken down on the internet and i said well uh there's not an 800 number for the internet right i can't just call up the internet and say you got to take those pictures down right. right and zillow is they're bad about that they're bad about leaving stuff up that even when the new photos come in they don't replace them even though i think it would be better for them um it, you know it's it's not always advantageous for sellers Correct. Um, you really, and I will, to Zillow's, um, to Zillow's favor, I will say that lately, if you get your MLS involved um, and you have us call Zillow, because Zillow does not want to lose what we call the data feed, especially for Silicon Valley and the surrounding counties. We, we are the platinum real estate area, um, in, probably in the United States um, right now. They need to stay connected with us. So if you get your MLS, you get your realtor involved, the realtor gets the MLS involved. We'll make that phone call and we'll have those photos either, you know, taken up or added to or whatever you need. Um, but the uh, the person who took the photos is the person that needs to call the MLS. Um, they are the owner of the photos. So um, challenges in, in many places, um, but we are the headwater of the data. We can get things taken care of for you. So if you were telling this person at the party, uh, 
something about Zillow versus your service besides the headwater, the data? There's what what other features are there that are you know? I think to um, the consumer. Yeah, I think for the consumer, one of the um, one of the challenges is uh, all those things that are wrapped around the concept of the zestimate. Right, that that estimate yeah. that I, I saw. Yeah, everybody breathe. Um, talk about challenges in the early days. Right here, here comes this organization. No one knew their name. What what's a Zillow? Right. Um, and then they started coming out with their own pricing. Um, right. We think your house is worth X. Right. In the start, in the beginning of those things, um, here's here's where the challenging came from. Zillow like to take a look at a complete zip code. Okay. So let's take a look at 950. I think it's 30. Is that the Santa Cruz area? No, we're um, 60. 30 is uh, Los Gatos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 95060. Now that's the downtown Santa Cruz area, but it also, that zip code also stretches to the top of Bonnie Dune. So Zillow is trying to compare all three bedroom homes from downtown Santa Cruz all the way to Bonnie Dune. And according to the math, the math all thinks they're the same. So from the premise of the Zestimate, there's no way it can be accurate. Um, And, you know, I've always said, you know, those estimates out there are sort of just a big giant guess. If you need the actual answer, you've got to come and see your real estate professional because once again, they have access to the data um, and they can make the, the, the correct comparisons between house A, house B, and house C, and let you know what your value is in your neighborhood with the attributes of your home. I, I think that's the uh, that's the first. I think that's the first myth buster I get at the party. Of um, you, you mean that price isn't right? You have a beard you, like that guy. You could go with the MLS myth buster for like Halloween. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Blowing up Zillow. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure the folks in Seattle are cringing right now. Um, And I think the other one is, well, um, oh, yeah, Zillow and Redfin. Um, Ooh, once again, two separate types of organizations. Redfin is a broker. Mm -hmm. Um, Redfin is like, you know, Coldwell Banker and, um, you know, KW and all the, they are brokers. So therefore, being part of an MLS, they have to follow the rules. They have to show things in certain ways. They have to, you know, use the dates that we provide um, kind of stuff. So they've got rules they have to follow. Once again, Zillow, they're not at this point, they are not part of the MLS. Um, they at least are MLS. They are in other, in other states and in some other regions of California. Zillow is coming to uh, coming inside of the industry. Um, they just haven't gotten to us yet. Yeah, I don't. We don't even want to get into iBuyer and all that awful. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a little. <laughs> which I don't a think will work here anyway. Um, well, that's interesting because uh, by and large, I, I noticed that Redfin does estimate lower than Zillow. Okay. And I wonder if that's from being a broker and not wanting to really get called on the table on that. I don't know, but they seem to be I would imagine, lower. you know, they have to compete against professionals like yourself. They they just can't throw a price out there and then expect it to be um, you know, deemed reliable down the road someplace. Um so, you know, that's uh Redfin's got to play by rules. Um that's the key thing. So, you know, the other thing they always talk about out there, especially in the Redfoot Zillow world and things like that is days on market. Um, oh, yeah. Now we, we, 
<laughs> the thing is, everyone does the math differently. It's so different that Zillow said, forget it. We're not following the, all the different days on market equations. We're just going to create days on Zillow. And so if you look at those websites, they say days on Zillow, but it may have not gotten to Zillow for, you know, it went on the MLS first and then it got to Zillow 10 days later. The two numbers are not going to match up. So when you're working with your real estate professional and, and you're, you know, you're looking at 123 Main Street and you say, but look, Zillow says it just came on the market. No, your, your professional realtor can tell you exactly when it came on the market because there are lots of pre-market stages it can go through on its way to becoming an active listing. Yeah, we used to be able to go in and kind of manipulate uh, some of the information on Zillow or add more pictures or comments right. and stuff, and they've completely locked us out of all that. Yeah, they've shut, shut it all down. Um, it got a little too crazy <laughs> out there. Oh, did it? Uh, yeah. Um, so where do you see where do you see this going? I mean, obviously, um, I will put this out as a personal opinion. So I'm not afraid of Zillow, but I really, you know, I know they want to come over. They bought. They were pretty upfront in the very beginning. I started with them in 2011. They were pretty blunt. We want to replace you. We just think we can do a better job than yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. And they were very. Yeah. I I don't think that's talking out of school. I they were very in my face about it. Then I started to buy their services and actually work those leads. And then I became, became a partner and I was going to some conferences and I was asked to speak and I was, you know, kind of their buddy. And then it was like, Nope, we don't need you. We're not doing conferences mm. anymore. You're out. And mm. then the iBuyer, uh, which is the idea of uh, Zillow actually purchasing the property. But where do where do you see this going? Where, where, what do you guys talk about in your meetings about you know, at this point, the only conversations we have re relating to Zillow, um, because we're so, we're just, we work in almost two different parts of the real estate world. The only thing is that crossover. You know, Zillow has has made it known that they want to become a brokerage uh, within the real estate industry. They'll have to come into and sign the listing uh, broker agreements, just like your broker has. Um, but once they come inside the, what we call the walled garden, mm, now they got to follow rules. Um Kind of stuff. So, as I said, they are not part of MLS listings yet. Uh, we anticipate that they will will be coming. We cannot deny them entry by any means. Right. Um, and it's sort of uh, we're sort of waiting for them to do it because once again, come on in and play by the play by the rules of the MLS. And the rules are set by the brokers that participate in this MLS. Um, it's our our hierarchy is very. Um, very established that brokers make the decisions. We are the technology people. We know how to take the decisions and turn them into code and get them onto the internet so only the business professionals can see the data, um, work in the data, analyze the data, um, receive the benefits of the MLS. Um, so they will have to come in and play by those rules. Um, it's sort of a good thing. Mm -hmm. Touch on now. Remember, we're 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 talking to someone who doesn't know anything about real estate. Can you can you explain members only? Because members I do. Only. Okay. I talk to people and I say I have access to listings, and generally on the ones that are no show, I say, um, you know, the idea is that at least you can get your your head wrapped around it, possibly drive by and see. Right. Right. Because it's so well, it's, competitive, but yeah. Uh, um, let's start it from the um, 
from the listing agent side, right? The person who you're at, the homeowner is actually signing that listing agreement with. Um, let's t- and then let's take the words coming soon because that's sort of what's been out there forever. Hey, it's coming soon. Okay. Right? But okay. pretty soon what we saw in the MLS was it's coming soon for the eighth month. Uh, right. And it's so coming soon sort of lost its meaning out there in the world. Um, so early, early last year, the National Association of Realtors, NAR, um, came down with this new rule. And the rule stated basically that if if a realtor shows it to one realtor, they must show it to all realtors. Um, there were some conditions in it throughout the nation where certain groups of agents got to see certain properties and that left the buyers out, right? The buyer, you know, winds up saying, but wait, I, I wanted to look at that house, but they never got a chance because it wasn't on the cooperative MLS. So NAR came down and said, okay, here's this new rule. Um, it's called clear cooperation and it, and it, it establishes very clearly once the listing agreement is signed, what steps it has to go through to um, to either go fully on an MLS, full exposure, or in some cases, should the should the seller decide, I don't want to be on the MLS. I've got privacy issues. I've got security issues. Whatever it is, the seller can still decide that. But if that's the case, then the listing agent can only market that property within their brokerage. Um Coldwell Banker cannot step out of their brokerage over to, you know, uh, XYZ Realty and talk about it over there. Mm-mm. Once they do, they have to give it, they have to show it to everybody. I had a um, agent in my office actually uh, tell another agent in a different office about it. And I was like, ah! Yeah, no! <laughs> Don't do that! <laughs> Yeah, that's my listing. Well, and those conditions, I mean, it was one of the first questions that was asked is, wait a second, what if my seller goes on Facebook and says, look, my house is for sale. Guess what? You got to come out. You got to take the listing to everybody at that point. So it it had some, uh, you know, some trials and tribulations during the launch of, uh, of clear cooperation from NAR. But those, you know, those have balanced out. Now, along the way, we decided MLS listings and our brokers decided to take a look at this a little bit differently because we saw that we had always had a coming soon area, but things were staying there way too long. Um, but we still knew that some sellers have um, a need for security, um, a need for privacy. And there were absolutely conditions where, hey, before we go fully active, we, we need to get the place cleaned up. Um, we're going to put in some new appliances. Let's get new hardwood down. We're going to redo the gardens, that kind of stuff. But I wanted, as a realtor, I wanted to start I, I wanted to start creating advertising or marketing buzz, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to let people know, hey, you wouldn't believe this place I've got on the Upper West Side. Um, when it comes to market, it's going to be fabulous. Um, think we're going to be on right about mid-November. Stay tuned. Um, and eventually it would get to, it would go through this, Members only, meaning only the professionals are seeing it. It's not going to Zillow. It's not going to Realtor.com. Only the real estate professionals are seeing it. Do not show. Getting things ready. I'll let you know when it's ready. Maybe we've got another. We've got another step called members only show. Still not going to Zillow. Only going to the membership of MLS listings. Right, and that's why working with a realtor is so important. They have listings that are not on 
Zillow and Realtor.com or even MLSlistings.com. They are saved specifically for the real estate professional. That's what members only is. I wonder, did that help at all during COVID? Because I had somebody who was really, she, they were pretty into showing it to local agents. Um, and, and they're yeah, going to you know, get them in trouble. Cause if I show to a local agent, I got to show to every agent, right? Well, absolutely. Even, but they, yeah. they didn't discern, but because COVID not much movement was happening. Right. Right. Um, you know, we, uh, I'm tr- I got to get my dates right. You know, we January of 2020 was when clear cooperation came into play when we launched members only, um, you know, by midway through March, we were all locked down. Um, so it was just getting started. People were learning how to use it. Listing agents were using it as part of their marketing strategy. You know, I'm going to, I'm coming to the market slow. I'm going to creep into it kind of stuff versus, Hey, I'm just going to go active, put the pictures up and get this thing done by the weekend. Um, so we sort of had to trial by fire while in COVID, while in shutdown. It um, it matured on its own. Um, it, it really did a nice job of, and, um, but we relied once again on the opinions, on the communication from the realtor in the field, the broker that they work with, and then the communications back to the technology folks to tweak it a little bit, uh, make it a little easier to use. Um, right now, um, it's... It, we have no issues with it. It's people have adopted it. It's being used. But once again, we're an MLS, so we can guard it. We can make sure that listing agents aren't saying it's members only do not show, but we'll be open this Sunday. Just go ahead and stop by. <laughs> right? well, no, we don't we grab all that, that stuff. <laughs> Keep everybody honest. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. As best no. as possible. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, COVID was interesting. That was it. That was an interesting time to to do the um, the you know you had to sign in and, and yeah. all that. And you guys, you guys really helped facilitate a lot of that, make it a lot easier. And and hard. to our I guess to our our honor, but to to challenges, we're the ones that had to shut off the open house dial, right? Because <laughs> when the counties came out and said that's it. No more looking at houses, you know, in a, on a, you know, physically being in the open house. We're the ones that had the little pieces of code that we had to shut off until the county said you can bring them all back up again. Um, And we had to bring them up county by county. So uh, we'd never done that before. Um, You know, that's like saying shut off all the lights in Santa Cruz. You know, well, we've never done that before. Um, It worked. We kept kept everybody in business as best as possible. And then we went out and we helped agents and brokers start talking about marketing in the virtual world, Um, the virtual tour, the the um, the FaceTime. As you walk around, I'll be in the house. You'll be at home. I'll walk you through the house on my own. Those virtual tours that way as well. So we all adapted on March 16th um, is is what we say at the MLS. Um, That was our day to really to go at it and do real estate differently. Um, and we're still doing it differently today. The, the best thing about COVID I thought was, um, and the virtual tours actually helped is that, um, the, the, uh, armchair real estate, uh, watcher or fanatic kind of went away and we became more back to where we were. If somebody was interested in, in a house, they would come see it. They wouldn't come to judge it or, it, it just was a sport for a while. Right. And it right. turned it back into what it should be. You want to buy a house, go look at a house, you know, and right. COVID helped kind of clean that up 
and that that was kind of nice. And then the virtual tours really helped because people had that option of they could pop in. And then once I kind of figured out, well, I'm I'm just looking because we had a few people early summer that would come in and they would be just like, eh, I'm just I'm just looking. And they realized ah, that was a lot of trouble. I had to sign in and go through all that, and then it's like, okay, I'm not that interested. Right. Um, and they it, were they making an offer or were they just sort of testing the marketplace? Right, that kind of stuff. Well, um, and some people have just, just you know, the I think it's the HGTV syndrome of people just like to see how it became yeah. something you look at, and I think they they just kind of went back to watching TV and not really popping <laughs> in those virtual tours so much. Right, right. Well, that was all super informative. What else? What else do you think we could? What else is going on out there before we dates? go? Um, you know, um, photography um, and the video presentation. I, I um, you know, I always let my 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 agents and my brokers know um, first impressions are so important nowadays. Um, staging, um, as you know, as the seller, that presentation you are making on the internet, right? You've decided to really go all out on the internet. Um, we'll get that staging done. I, you know, this is the part where you really trust the veteran real estate agent, um, the veteran realtor to, to come in and bring in their subject matter experts. You know, I've got a stager for you. I've got a photographer for you. We're going to do drone photography. Um, yes, the, the, the consumer uh, is not only selling online, but the consumer is buying online as well. And I have a, a prime example of um, my eldest daughter and her husband were, um, who are in the army. Uh, he is, um, he got reassigned from, uh, state of Washington to North Carolina. Um, now they didn't have that opportunity to, you know, race back and forth and go to open houses and things like that. They bought a brand new home online sight unseen. Um, it, there's this different approach to buying now, but it all came down to, um, my, my daughter, Allison made the decisions, um, based on the, she told me based on the photographs and the video, um, she was able to envision her stuff in that house. Wow. She, she saw the clean line. She saw the open atmosphere. She saw the playroom, that kind of stuff. And she said the homes that told a story with pictures were the homes that she was interested in. Wow. So, um, you know, I highly recommend the the sellers out there um, listen to your professional realtor. They'll tell you, they'll show you, they'll walk you through telling that great story that buyers will be attracted to. I sell a couple houses virtually every year. The only thing, um, my last buyer, she said I should have checked the lighting more because she liked that it was so close to a tree, but it, it was darker in the afternoon. So the only right. thing I would say is if you're doing that, ask the realtor to turn off the lights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, little things. I know that, um, you know, when I bought my house up here in the, in the Santa Cruz mountains, um, I used to come up and I would park on the street. Um, cause I wanted to hear what the noise was like. I know my realtor showed it to me when it was real quiet, but I wanted to hear the school bus come up the hill. I wanted to, you know, was there tra truck traffic going up? Um, and at that point, you know, there was no, we didn't have as many airlines flying over the house uh, okay. as, we, as we do nowadays. Uh, so I was a little surprised when I got up here and went, ooh, I should have come up here at 1030 at night. Because, But um, look around. I mean, the tools even that the MLS and MLSlistings.com, our public site provides, Great mapping tools. Use that Zillow tool we put in there. Look out the front window. 
right? What am I looking at on the other side of the street? What's that neighborhood like? Um, There's so many tools for people to look at, but when it comes down to, you know, I'll keep saying it, when it comes down to the details of the property, you've got to get a realtor involved because there are disclosures and there are, they know things about the local laws, right? Yeah. Or the local regulations, sewer laterals, that's the big one in every yeah, county, um, right? You don't want to get into a situation where you're caught by surprise um, when your water company, you know, two months after you move in decides they're going to do a giant rate increase on you. Yeah. Well, it'd been in the news for a while, but you know, you didn't see that on Zillow. Um, check with your local realtor. They're the ones that know the neighborhoods. They know the jurisdictions. They know the governance that applies. They'll get you the right information. Um, yeah. I, I It's it's interesting to me because I can look at a listing and I, I could tell so much information by that and I could give that piece of paper to like a new agent and they just, it doesn't mean anything to them at all. And there's so much data in there for me. There's. Oh yeah. Um, days on market, the agent, the, the, where they're, where that agent is from, if they're local do, I mean, there's just so much in there. So much involved. Um, absolutely. You know, and I think the last big topic, Michelle is ADU. <gasps> oh um, yeah. I Everybody wants to know about, can I, you know, does it have one? Can I get one? Where can I put it? What's this? What's that? Um, you and your counterparts here in Santa Cruz County, um, Santa Clara County, San Benito, San Mateo, um, and Monterey now have this great tool only from the MLS that allows you to, um, to basically take all the, the codes, the regulations that are established by counties and cities, get it into a software program where you can just, I want that style of ADU on this property. I'm going to drag it over the corner. Let's spin it 90 degrees. Will it fit right there? Perfect. Now, what's that going to cost? And it goes through these different calculations. So it, it allows both the buyer and the seller, if they're working with an MLS listings agent, to, you know, take a look at, boy, if I put in an ADU, I could possibly rent that out, um, you know, or Airbnb it and that could help pay for the mortgage or, you know, hey, I can move my family member in that wants to, you know, be more closer to the family. Um, ADUs is a giant topic, um, but we've now been able to, take the code and get it into a tool that the listing agent can literally just drag and drop and hit report and present that to the buyer or the seller to make a good decision um, on that. You just put that out, right? Yeah, literally we did the press release, I think yesterday. I think I saw Uh, that. Yeah. We'll start really promoting it, you know, putting it out there next week, but it's, it's brand new and it's, it's a, uh, I don't know if it's a game changer, but it's certainly a huge benefit to any buyer or any seller is to find out the attractiveness in today's marketplace of the additional dwelling unit. That's really interesting. I um, I did a screencast video on the GIS, but that would probably be a good one to practice that and show that yeah. how that works to someone. Absolutely. Or the public, as it were. Well, Awesome, Mark. I really appreciate you coming on. And um, when I I go to a property, they've got their phone, and it's yep. well, it's it's Zillow, and they're and you know they're kind of shoving it in my face. I never have my glasses on. I can never see anything anyway. And then I've got this piece of paper that I've folded up in fours, right? <laughs> and it has everything I need on it. I mean, I could get online maybe for an HOA fee that didn't show up in the right spot, but 
everything I really need is right still on that agent page for the MLS. Um, and then there's personal questions or more detailed questions, of course. Right. But, um, it's just really funny. But I saw it here. And so, it, man, I'm, it's okay. I'm sure Zillow and Redfin have done their, their bid to actually help us get more business. But at the same time, it's, it's just not as, it's not as good. Yeah. Um, MLS data is guarded. <laughs> there are rules wrapped around it for accuracy. It is absolutely as timely as you can get. And it not only includes the information about the piece of property, but it includes the tax information, the assessment information, the ownership information, the mortgage information. Um, the MLS provides the real estate professional with every piece of data, not just what a independent third-party website wants you to see um, so that you just keep clicking, uh, right? Yeah, so they can um, sell leads. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, Mark, I really appreciate your time and thank you for um, having patience with the tech and, and coming on. Oh, no problem. And, um, um, that's what we do. I'd Glad love, to help. Love to have you on in the future. 